Hello, folks. Dr. Tim Jordan back here with another podcast on raising daughters. And today's topic is one of my favorites. The holiday season is coming soon. It'll be Thanksgiving very, very soon, and then the rest of the holiday season. So I thought I would talk today about gratitude. One of my favorite quotes is this, a grateful, gar- a grateful heart a garden is. I want to talk in this podcast about the research, about the effects of gratitude on people, kids, teens, as well as adults. I'm also going to talk about um, why gratitude is so effective. I'm going to talk about ways you can express gratitude. And finally, I'm going to talk about ways you can teach your kids to become more grateful. Let's start with the research. Gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with much greater happiness. It helps people to feel more positive emotions, to relish good experiences, to improve their health, deal with adversity, and also to build stronger relationships. People who express gratitude sleep better. They get more hours of sleep every night. They spend less time awake before they fall asleep. And they have a better, deeper sleep. So when they wake up, they're more refreshed. Gratitude has been found through research to, to boost our immune system and to lower our blood pressure. It also boosts feelings of joy and pleasure and optimism. It boosts life satisfaction, enthusiasm, and happiness. People act with more generosity and compassion when they are grateful, and they feel less lonely and less isolated. Gratitude has also been found to strengthen relationships. It makes us feel closer and more committed to our friends, our friendships, and romantic partners. And when our partner feels and expresses gratitude for each other, they become even more satisfied with their relationship. Gratitude may also encourage a more equitable division of labor between partners. And individuals who took the time to express gratitude for their partner not only felt more positive toward their partner, they also felt more comfortable expressing their concerns about the relationship. That's awesome. How about kids and teens? What happens when kids and teens uh, practice gratitude? Well, they become less materialistic, they get better grades, they set higher goals, they feel more satisfied with their friendships, with their family and their school, they become more resilient in times of stress. There was a study done uh, with with some school-aged kids, and just five weeks of writing about five things they were grateful for the, the previous week, those kids who did that had higher levels of optimism, higher levels of life satisfaction, they had less negative feelings. They felt better about school and their life. They felt more connected to their community. And that gratitude led to more gratitude. Gratitude begets gratitude. I saw one study of fourth graders. And they did some gratitude just once a week. And what they found was they felt better about themselves even two months later. And especially the kids who were in a lower mood when they started this, uh, this study. Expressing gratitude made them feel better about themselves even two months later. It also helps when teachers and students in the school are doing some gratitude exercises, which I'll mention in a little while. It makes the teachers feel more satisfied and accomplished. They're less emotionally exhausted, and it reduces teacher burnout. There's a study done in 2008 of college students, and they had them write an essay Half the kids wrote an essay about mentally subtracting a very positive event from their life. The other group just wrote an essay about the event. 
And the ones who wrote the essay about subtracting the, the positive event from their life, they were more grateful for it than the students whose essays didn't focus on the event or, or who only focused on the event. They were, more, they were more grateful about what had happened to them just by having written about it. Why is gratitude effective? Well, I think um, for a lot of common sense kind of reasons. Anytime we appreciate the value of something, we end up extracting more benefits from it. And we're also less likely to take that thing for granted. I think gratitude is effective because it helps us to notice more positives. And therefore, it magnifies the pleasure you get from life and from those people around you. Plus, I like the, the old saying that what you focus on, you get more of. When you focus on things that you're grateful for, you tend to not just notice them, but also to experience more of those things. I also tell kids and teens oftentimes, too, that you cannot be in a state of anger or anxiety or sadness or envy or resentment. You can't be in a state of those things at the same time you're in a state of gratitude. You just can't do it. Once you put yourself into a state of gratitude, those negative thoughts and those negative feelings just drift away. You can't do both at the same time. So for the teen girls who I see who have a lot of anxiety, this is one of the best things they can do for themselves, which is to put themselves into a state of gratitude. Gratitude also is effective because it gives you a perspective from which to view negative life events. It helps people when they face trauma, adversity, you become more grateful for things, you start looking for the gifts and the lessons, and that helps you to get through those things. And that was true in studies of people who, who end up going through things like, like Hurricane Katrina. Uh, the Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl has written about that. People tend to recover more quickly when they're more grateful. Also, when you're grateful, I think it gives you a sense that other people are looking out for you, and other people are helping to provide for your well-being. So you start to see yourself as a more deserving person and also with a higher self-worth because you are grateful for what people have done for you. Gratitude also, when you're in a state of gratitude, that is, it brings you into the present moment. And anytime we bring ourselves into the present moment, we tend to then allow anxiety and worries to drift away. Because in the present moment, it's all good. Let's switch gears and talk about ways to experience gratitude. One of the best ways is just to express it in person, just to tell people things that you love about them, things you appreciate about them, things that you appreciate or are thankful for, for things that they did for you. That's a great way to experience gratitude. I encourage my girls in grade school and middle school and high school to do gratitude journaling and to be very specific about things that they're grateful for, about themselves, about other people, about their life, things they have, things they've done, experiences they've had. It's a great way for kids, especially at the end of their day, and especially the teens I see who have a hard time falling asleep, because when they lay down, all those negative thoughts from the day and feelings come up, they can switch out of that by spending just a few minutes either thinking about or journaling about things they're grateful for, and it helps them to fall asleep. Another way to experience gratitude is to just mentally count your blessings regularly, and the more the better. I encourage kids to write gratitude letters to people who have made a difference in their life, or maybe even people they don't know who are making a difference in the life of other people, i.e. soldiers that they see, or, or maybe uh, leaders who they appreciate. But especially writing gratitude letters to people who have made a difference in their life. 
maybe somebody who's in their life now. It could be a teacher they had five years ago or, t- or 10 years ago. It puts you in a state of gratitude. Another way to experience gratitude is to remember some of the, the quote-unquote bad times. Times when you suffered, when you got dumped by, by your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Times when you went through a lot of challenge. Because once you do that, I mean, when you're in that state of mind, when you've just been dumped by your boyfriend or your girlfriend, a lot of times your thought pattern is, oh my God, this is so horrible. I'm never going to get through this. I'm always going to be sad. I'm never going to be able to find somebody. But if you think back to things that may have happened to you six months or a year or two or five years ago, what you can do is contrast with how you felt then with where you're at now and focus on how far you've come. It's a great way to put yourself into a state of appreciation and thankfulness. Also, when things have happened that, that you didn't like, negative, negative experiences, if you will, I teach teens to focus on the lessons and the gifts that the person or the experience gave them. That also might involve some forgiveness work, to, to let things go, to let the person go. So instead of focusing on anger and resentment and things like that, instead you focus on what you appreciate about the experience or that person, and then you move on. I also encourage kids and their families to use more positive, sort of thankful kind of language. Words like encouragement, gifts, giving, blessings, being blessed or fortunate, abundance, words like appreciation or contentment or thankfulness. I think the more we use those words in our everyday vocabulary, the more that sort of internalize those things and we become more grateful. I also encourage people to look for things to be grateful for. Uh, Things um, that you notice in your life. Experiences, people, stuff that you have. When you notice those things and you're thinking about those things, you also put yourself into a state of, of gratitude. And like I said before, what you focus on, you get more of. So if you, if you get in the habit of focusing on things that's, that were uh, a blessing, things that you're grateful for, you'll tend to notice more of those things in your life, and that puts you into a better mood. And it takes away some of the negative thinking and the ruminating that a lot of girls do. Here's one of my favorite ways to get into a state of gratitude. It's called the George Bailey effect. George Bailey, as you probably know, was the character, Jimmy Stewart, in the Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. And so the George Bailey effect looks like this. You imagine what your life would be like without a major blessing, like your spouse or your children, or for kids, their best friend, opportunities that they've had, life events. When you imagine what your life would be like without that person or that event or that experience or that opportunity, it makes you much more grateful for what you have, just like George Bailey did in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. I love that one. Another way to, to express gratitude is to give credit to other people. Even when maybe you're the one who did something, look around to try and deflect the attention from you to other people and give them credit for what they've done. Uh, sometimes Some people express gratitude through prayer and meditation. When they have their quiet time in the morning, their prayerful time, it might be prayers of gratitude, it might just be meditating or having some quiet time where you allow yourself to be grateful and to think of things that you that you appreciate in your life. I encourage kids to express gratitude through poems, pictures, write songs, stories. 
any way that they can to just express what they're grateful for, who they're grateful for, or the life that they're grateful for. Another big one for, for girls especially, especially middle school and high school girls, is to be very aware of what they tend to connect with with their friends. Especially in middle school, there's a lot of connecting through gossip and rumors and talking about people behind their backs, kind of the drama stuff. And if you do that, it just drags us down, right? You get, you get, more, you get more discouraged. It's just negative. There's a lot of tension. So instead, uh, I want our teens, especially middle school and high school girls, to start thinking about connecting with people over things that they're grateful for, positive things in their life, positive people, to acknowledge people, affirm people, thank people. If they can adopt a more upbeat mindset and they connect with their friends in a different way, I think that they would be less discouraged, less anxious, and less sad. And lastly, remember that gratitude begets gratitude. The more you put yourself into a state of mind of being grateful, the more grateful you become. The more you allow yourself to express gratitude, the more it comes back to you. Let's finish off here on this podcast and talk about ways to teach our kids about gratitude. You can talk to them about all the things I just mentioned, all those ways to express gratitude, but let me talk about a few more specific things. Like working gratitude into your daily conversations having some gratitude rituals. It might be expressing things at the dinner table at nighttime. It might be when you tuck your kids into bed where you each talk about things that you appreciate in your life or things you're thankful for. I would help, I would make sure that your kids are helping out at home with chores in lots of different ways because when they are helping at home and they're pitching in, they're more appreciative of the things that you and or your spouse are doing because they know, they understand that it's that there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that they sometimes uh, may overlook. So helping at home is a big way. I would also encourage them to be generous. I would encourage generosity, whether it's donating things or whether it's saving money and part of the money that they save is that they used to tithe. I like to teach kids too about the cycle of abundance where if they buy a new shirt, that they have to let go a shirt and give it to, to Goodwill or someplace like that. If they buy a new toy or they receive a new toy for, uh, their, for their birthday, they then donate that another toy from their old collection. So there's this cycle of something comes in and something goes out. I also think it's good for kids to do service. And it's one thing for, for all of us, not just kids, but all of us, to sort of um, be of service by going to a soup kitchen on Thanksgiving morning for a couple hours. And that's awesome. But I also think it's for kids when they get older, I want them to experience some service work. When I was uh, in my first or second year of college, I had a chance to work in a factory down the city. And it was awful. The noise. And I, I was putting little, little metal things into grinding things to, to grind threads in it. I did it all day, eight hours a day. I learned to appreciate how hard it is for people to have that sort of a job. It's hard to appreciate that if you haven't done some of that. So make sure your kids get jobs. Make sure they work. They rake leaves and they, and they mow lawns and they, they become a waiter or a busboy or a bus girl. Make sure they have those kind of jobs so they can appreciate the people in the world around them who are doing things for them. I would insist that when your kids get holiday presents or birthday presents or someone does something for them, that, that they thank them verbally and also thank you notes. 
My mom was a stickler on writing thank you notes. And if we had her over for dinner, that within a, a day or two, we always got a thank you note. And it, it felt good. It shows that you really appreciated what someone did for you. Insist that your kids do that. Also, when they have challenging times, like I mentioned a little while ago, teach them to look for the lessons and the gifts from the experience. Teach them to look back and see how far they've come from something that may have happened months or years ago. Also, teach them to, to appreciate the, the, support that they re, the support they received during that challenging time. That'll help put them into a state of gratitude. As parents, we, we need to do a much better job in this day and age of, of making sure kids delay gratification. If they want something and it's given right away, they don't appreciate it as much. If everything is just handed over and given to them without them having to work for it or having any investment in it, without any sweat equity, if you will, they're less grateful. The more they are invested in it, the more they've had to wait for something and put some time and energy into it, the more they will appreciate it. When our, our first son, TJ, wanted a, I think it was an Xbox or a Nintendo, this was years ago, when he was like nine-ish years old, we didn't want that in our house for a while. We said, no, we don't like those things. It's going to rot your brain. And he finally wore us down when he was nine or 10. And we told him, you can, you can have that, but only if three things are met. Number one, you buy it yourself. I wasn't willing to, to, you know, to put the money out for that. I didn't really like it. Number two, um, he had to abide by whatever agreements we made around that, that technology. And number three, mom and dad would have final say over what kind of games he would play. It took him at least six months to earn the money. He raked leaves in the neighborhood. He helped out neighbors. He did all kinds of stuff. It took him a while because it was like $150 back in that day. And when he got that Nintendo, when he bought himself with his money and he put those dimes and quarters and dollar bills on that counter, I guarantee you he took really good care of it. And when his younger brother went off to college about 10 years later, he still had it. It was in perfect shape and his brother took it to college because everybody was getting sick of the new games. They wanted to play the old stuff. Delaying gratification and being invested helped him raise the bar of appreciation. Also, when you're having good times, when your kids are having times where they're experiencing joy or fulfillment, savor the moment. I wrote a blog about that not too long ago. Savor the moment means that instead of just experiencing something that was kind of fun or, or a, a time where you feel close to somebody and then, and then just breezing off onto the next thing, you take a minute to really internalize the good feelings you have about that moment about feeling loved or supported or having fun or feeling light and relaxed, if you actually take a moment to really feel it, it internalizes deeper, you carry it with you, and you're more grateful for, for that person or the experience. So teach your kids to savor the moment. Two more things. Help your kids um, have more awareness of what it costs other people to help them. If somebody help them in, in whatever way, maybe even by just by giving them something. Somebody had a, to, to think about them. Somebody had to get in the car and go to the store. Or maybe somebody even made them something. Think of the hours that grandma had to put into knitting you that sweater or that muffler. Going to the store, buying it. They don't, you don't, just, you don't just buy things. Somebody had to, to work for that. They have a job. They may work you know, 40 or 50 or 60 hours a week and they use that money for something for you. Help them become aware of what it took for someone to, to gift them, if you will. And last but not least, 
random acts of kindness. Don't just talk about those. Do those. Model it, number one. And number two, maybe your family can create some ways where they do some random acts of kindness to people in their neighborhood, people at school, people who they may feel like are discouraged or down, maybe for kids at the children's hospital who have to be in the hospital during a holiday. Random acts of kindness are incredible. Not only are they obviously a huge gift for the person who receives it, but the person who gives it and does it receives just as much. You feel fulfilled, you feel valuable, and there's a sense of gratitude that comes with that. So as we approach this holiday season, I'm encouraging all of you to start experiencing more gratitude in your lives. Use some of the the ways that I described here in this podcast. Talk to your kids about it. Let your kids listen to this podcast with you. Maybe come up with some kind of a family plan about things you want to do this holiday season to show your appreciation to people. It could be something as simple as writing thank you notes for the gifts you receive. It might be something about about what you share around the Thanksgiving table with the people who are at your table. It can look like whatever you want, but I would make sure that you're doing it. Modeling is obviously very important, but also just keeping it in mind. Keeping it one in one of those things, whether it's at bedtime, when you're tucking your kids in, whether it's before you have meals, I would teach your kids about the, the value of gratitude. There's probably no better antidote to depression and anxiety than, than putting yourself into a state of gratitude. I would like to express my gratitude to everybody who listens to this podcast. And for those of you who spread it, pass it along to other people. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season and that you can appreciate all the things and the people in your lives and especially your children. I'll be back in a week with a, with a blog and in two weeks with a podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Jordan, a developmental and behavioral pediatrician. This podcast is called Raising Daughters. I appreciate you stopping by every two weeks for the podcast. I'll be, I will talk to you soon. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 